Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. Before we dive in, I just wanted to give a quick refresher as to who we are and what we're about. We are Recloseted, the first one-stop shop consulting agency for sustainable fashion brands. We're currently accepting new clients for our sustainability consulting services, but we have limited spots for the rest of the year. If you're interested in getting help and support with your sustainability strategy, your roadmap, sourcing high quality and conscious materials, as well as ethical and conscious manufacturers, we also help with designs, reporting and metrics on your sustainability activities, and then helping you communicate and launch your sustainability initiatives so that you don't come across as greenwashing and you don't alienate your customer base. If you need help with any of this, please book a discovery call with me, Selena Ho, the founder of Recloseted. The discovery call is completely free and the link to book is www.recloseted.com call and the link will also be in the show notes. On that call, I will listen to what your challenges are and your pain points are, and then we will customize a solution together, and we will see if it's a fit to work together. For this episode, I wanted to talk about how you can incorporate sustainability without coming across as greenwashing. We work with amazing clients on our mission to right the harmful fashion industry, And with our clients that are genuinely conscious and do so much good in the world, I find that all of them are always a bit afraid of communicating what they're doing and their efforts because they're afraid of backlash and coming across as greenwashing. And the thing that sucks is that fast fashion brands that aren't doing very much in the name of sustainability, they shout from the rooftops until they're blue in the face that they're conscious and they're green and they're organic and all this other stuff. And I think they've really ruined it for everyone else. But for brands out there that are genuinely conscious, or if you work at a brand that's genuinely conscious, you have to communicate your efforts because you need to do so to educate and inform everyday customers, but also stand out and set yourself apart so that you can actually get the support you need and the funding you need to continue to make that positive impact on the fashion industry. And before we start, I wanted to say that I know there's a lot of pressure to be quote-unquote perfectly sustainable, and I just wanted to say that there is no such thing as a truly 110% sustainable brand. I really want to debunk this myth because I've talked about it before on the podcast in episode 114 titled, Does Sustainability Even Exist?, And I was saying how if we were all truly sustainable or if all of our businesses were truly sustainable in the true essence of the word, we would just all sit at home, do nothing in the dark, naked, and just really not use any resources. But that is not realistic. We need to figure out how we can still live our lives, but still leave enough for future generations. And so the true nature of sustainability is this balance game between how do we take 
what we need today and how do we balance that with leaving enough for the future. So with all of that being said, the question now is how do you incorporate sustainability into your brand without coming across as greenwashing and how do you actually do that balancing act? In this episode, I'm going to overview six steps for you and we will dive in right now. The first step is to figure out your sustainability priorities and your strategy. This is key because you cannot tackle all of the fashion industry's problems by yourself and with your brand alone. So it's really important for you to go through a prioritization exercise to figure out what's important based on your values and your brand's values. I have talked about this in depth in episode 116, which was titled Incorporating Sustainability with Limited Funds, Resources, and Time. I won't talk too much about the sustainability priorities and strategies in this episode because, again, you can listen to that episode and we will have it linked in the show notes for you. But highly recommend you listen to that episode if you haven't already because in that episode, I dive deep into all the different priorities we actually run through with our clients. And you can treat that episode like a interactive workshop and workshop it out so that by the end of it, you will have your priorities and strategy. So highly recommend you listen to episode 116 if you haven't already. Once you have your strategy and your priorities that you are focusing on, and friendly reminder, I only want you to have maximum two priorities so that you can actually make decisions and move the needle in your business and your brand. The next step is to create your sustainability roadmap. Sustainability does not happen overnight. You don't just wake up next day and your brand is more conscious. It takes years. And so it's important to think about in a big picture perspective, what are you going to accomplish in the next one year, three years, five years, and 10 years? And I generally like to think up to 10 years for the beginning so that it's not too overwhelming. But of course, if you have capacity to think 15 to 20 years out, that's amazing. The key here is that you want to make this realistic because there's no point in making a super ambitious one, three, five, ten year plan if when you actually hit that time frame, you realize that you've done nothing and then now all you're going to do is just push those goals out. I'm sure we know of some big companies where they have these really big lofty goals in five years and ten years and then they announce them, you don't really hear anything about it, the five, ten years passes by. And then they realize that they haven't done anything, so they just push it back. And that's not what I want this to be. I don't want this to be a document that collects dust on a shelf. This is something I tell all of our clients that when we set up their sustainability roadmap, we do not want them just to file that file away, never look at it again, and have it never see the light of day, because that's not the point. The point is that you make something that's realistic given your time constraints, your project constraints, budget constraints, and even employee like bandwidth constraints. Take into account all of those things and then make your roadmap. So every single quarter, what can you get done? Every year, what can you get done? Like really think about that so that yes, it challenges you and it's ambitious, but it's not ambitious to the point where it's just not going to get done and you're just going to continue to push it out because any progress is good progress and you do want to just be realistic with what you can accomplish. Once you have your priorities, you have your roadmap, the next thing you can do quite seamlessly and quite quickly is to change up some of your design principles and processes. 
What I mean by that is just design very intentionally. And this is typically quote unquote low hanging fruit that most of our clients can start with. And the first thing you want to do is just try to figure out how you can produce less. Because I think we can all agree that the world doesn't need another pair of pants or another sweater or another dress. So instead of trying to figure out how we can produce more and make more money, how can we actually intentionally cut back but still keep our revenue and our profits? And I think that's a really interesting balance and interesting conversation to have. Is there repair or rework models you can do? We've also been talking a lot to our friends and our network about the metaverse and leveraging blockchain. Like there's a lot of creative ideas out there, but I would say to start with a project that might be fun to think about is how you can design more intentionally and also produce less. And when you are designing and when you are producing, ensure there is product market fit. When we talk to our startup clients that go through our Conscious Label Launcher program or CLL, we always make sure that they are adding value to their ideal customers' lives. And let's face it, people have pain points and challenges when it comes to their wardrobe and their clothing and the accessories they wear. We had a Conscious Label Launcher client once that was targeting busy, on-the-go career women And what she found was her ideal customer really didn't have anything that could take her from the office to happy hour to home really seamlessly. And she was realizing that her target demographic would have to change multiple times a day. And even at work, they wouldn't really feel like themselves and they wouldn't feel super comfortable in the outfits. And so she set it upon herself to make very versatile, comfortable, but also soft and sustainable pieces. And she did really well because she figured out where she could add value and what the pain points were. And so this really goes back to my original point of designing intentionally. And if you are going to be producing, making sure that you are actually adding value and you are not just making product for the sake of making product. And another thing I want to bring up as well is that you want to make sure that you're designing for longevity and not just for trends. I think this goes without saying, and I'm sure you're already thinking about this too, but don't just capitalize on fast fashion trends or runway trends that may not be here in about a year because in that instance, you're just sending more to the landfill and your customers are just having to figure out what to do with it. But instead, design very intentionally with longevity in mind and timelessness in mind and with the customer's pain point and their problem in mind instead. And then my fourth strategy for you is to choose better materials. And this could be a project that spans about a year. And typically we work with our clients over a few months to really figure out what materials they need and what are better alternatives that are still very high quality. So the name of the game is to, of course, find high quality materials that will last and will not make your product quality suffer but at the same time, make your products a bit more environmentally friendly and conscious. So are you going to be looking for more natural fibers? Are you looking for recycled fibers? I mean, there's pros and cons to both, and I am thinking about doing a deeper dive on fabrics in future episodes of Recloseted Radio if there's interest. So if you are interested, send us a DM at Recloseted, let me know. And then of course, there's also dead stock as well. So there's so many different options and you at the end of the day need to go back to your sustainability priorities and think about what's important for you. We once had a client that really hated plastics and really prioritized that. So if that's the case, it makes sense for them to stick with natural fiber materials 
and or if they ever need a polyester or something for one type of product to find it in a dead stock type fabric or a reworked fabric. And so it's really important in this scenario to think about what your priorities are, your budgets, and then work within those constraints. So you have your sustainability priorities and strategy, you have your roadmap, you're designing intentionally and very methodically, and then you're choosing your materials and being mindful of that. The next step would be to choose your manufacturers. And I always say to clients that if they have a great manufacturer already, that's amazing and they don't need to uproot everything and change anything if they don't need to. But if they want to make things more local or domestic or they just want to make sure that things are kosher and things are going well, then you may want to relook at who's producing your clothing. And so making sure that you're partnering with ethical factories that are treating their garment workers in a fair way, compensating them accordingly, making sure that it's a safe environment for them to be in. So making sure that you double click there. And if you are needing a change, this is another, I would say, multi-month, if not full year project. So being realistic on your roadmap if you are actually wanting to change this. And with our clients, we tend to help them find materials and source production partners, I would say over a year period, just to fully make sure that they are happy with it and everything's integrated and the whole process end to end works really well. And once you've kickstarted some of these things and you are on your way, the last step is to communicate this. And I know that a lot of brands and a lot of founders get a lot of anxiety around the communication process because, again, they just are afraid of backlash and they don't want to be seen as greenwashing. And so what we always recommend to our clients is to, first of all, share your priorities with your customers, involve them in your process. Because if you tell them, hey, we are trying to prioritize not using plastic in our brand and also minimizing our water impact, and because of that, we've decided to steer away from recycled fabrics and we really want to try to use natural fibers like hemp, which doesn't use a lot of water, and this is why you know, we've done this, your customer then understands. Versus, you know, there's things about hemp that aren't good. And at the end of the day, like I talk about in other episodes, the most sustainable thing to do would be just to sit at home and do nothing. But that's not possible. And we need to find that balance. So there's pros and cons to everything. But based on your priorities, that is how you are choosing how to act. And if you communicate that to your customers, then there's that level of understanding and them knowing that, okay, so they decided to do this because their priorities are X and Y. And I think that is a lot of transparency that most brands don't offer to their customers and they're very hush-hush about it. And that's where discrepancies come up and consumers then think you're greenwashing. But if you're transparent and you share your priorities, they can see where you're coming from, and where your head's at. And the transparency doesn't just have to end when it comes to your sustainability priorities. You can straight up say, these are our team members, this is the bandwidth we have, these are the budgets and the resources we have, and so we're only able to tackle this one project of changing our materials this year. But you know what? If you continue to support us, if you continue to buy our products and share with your friends and family, then we're going to get more funding and then next year we can tackle our manufacturing and also our packaging. You can share your roadmap and share what you're doing and your activities with your customers. And so in that way, they can feel really involved in your process. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but 
when your customers and your community know your process and they're bought into you and they really want to see you succeed, that's when magic really happens and they can feel really invested in your brand and your brand success. And who doesn't want that from their community? And so there you have it. That is the six high-level ways you can incorporate sustainability into your brand. And I would say that this is very high-level. There's a lot of intricacies. There's going to be challenges and road bumps you hit along the way. But continue to stick through it. The work that you're doing here is so important and it is really needed. So Keep doing the work and don't be shy to talk about what you're doing because we need transparency in the fashion industry to be table stakes and we cannot let fast fashion brands continue to get away with just splashing green and sustainable and organic on their websites. That cannot keep happening. So please, please, please be transparent with your community. Don't be afraid of backlash. Whenever our clients are transparent with their community, they always appreciate it. And I think if it's done in a way where it's very genuine and not seen as a marketing tactic or, you know, things like that, your community will understand and they'll really be there for you and they'll want to support you. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we are currently taking new clients for our sustainability consulting services, but we have limited spots left. So if you want support on creating your strategy, your roadmap, figuring out your priorities, helping you implement and source better materials and manufacturers and communicate it to your customers, we are more than happy to do so. But we do have limited spots because I don't want my team to burn out and we're taking on some really exciting projects and clients, which is great. So all that being said, if you want support as you implement more conscious practices into the company that you work at or the company that you have founded, book a discovery call at www.recausative.com call. The link is in the show notes. Don't snooze because once we're full, we won't be taking on new clients until probably the end of this year. So jump on it. I look forward to meeting you and speaking with you. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.